Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. all happening this week. I hope everyone is feeling good as gold. I know I am because it is season 10 premiere week. And I'm so excited to get into this week's episode with you. I know I usually don't do like a Vanderpump recap, but I felt like, you know what? It's been 10 years. Let's switch it up a little. Let's talk about the show on my show with someone who loves the show. We have my friend who I've known almost as long as the show has been on. He has his own show, actually a couple shows. We've got Up and Adam. We've got the Hot Messy Podcast, Mr. Adam Newell. Oh my gosh. This was a, that was an intro. Is it? Yeah. I mean, wow. And it's so, it, it is wild though, because when I think about it, it's so crazy. One, I recap these shows all the time. So yeah. to recap the show with someone from the show is pretty freaking iconic. And then two, I remember when I was sitting at a bar and you got me the job in the first place. This is so crazy full circle. I know. No, we need to get into it. Okay. But first, so I've still had you in my phone as Adam Coy, but on Instagram, we know it's Adam Newell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is, is Koi, is is one your middle name? Do you have two last names? No. Koi is my middle name and Newell is my last name. It's like Newell, Newell. Newell. I don't even know how you pronounce it, really. I don't That's even like know That's like my maiden name. I don't know how to say it properly either. Jankin, Jankin, Yonkshin. See, I, I, I mean, I have no idea. And, you know, I went to 13 different schools and I even went to school in Tennessee and everyone thought I was Mexican or Spanish or Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And then when I did my ancestry, it said I came from the North Alabama settlers. So I was like, I'm never going to claim this except for right now in this moment interesting but where the f- does newell come from i don't know yeah i mean i don't care but i don't know yeah my ancestry came back and i called up my mom because i was like wait a second i thought i was a mexican and my ancestry is not showing that and then i realized i matched with the cousin on that side and apparently spanish and native american equals mexican so i was like oh 
Okay. Okay. History lesson. Got it. That makes sense. The Spaniards came. Okay, cool. But for a second, I got that back and I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. You're like, um, we have something to talk about. <laughs> I know it was the 80s, but but yeah. Anyway, so let's go back to how we met. What was it? Like 2013? 2013, I, I think it was. So Adam, as you guys can see, if you're watching this or you've watched his YouTube videos, is a very good looking man. So... I met you when you were like 19, 20 years old, and you were working at Malibu Fish Grill, mm -hmm. where my ex Shay was working at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, this boy is way too cute to be working at Malibu Fish Grill. They had great food, great drinks. No, it was great. Loved the food. I would go there every week, but I just felt like you were destined for more than just Malibu Fish Grill. It's like, you should go work at Sir. We film a TV show there, just started you would be great on it. And I kind of recruited you. You recruited me, but then right out of the gate, like the the most simple thing, you know how like you go on the SATs and they say like you automatically get 500 points for yeah. getting your name right? Uh -huh. The only thing that I couldn't or shouldn't have effed up on was when I got there, Natalie went to interview me and she's like, well, I heard that this was a recommendation. And she's like, who do you know? And I was like, I know Shayna. Of course, I know Shayna. And she's like, <laughs> who? And I was like, Shayna. <laughs> and Natalie just looked at me like I was so stupid, but she's like, okay, we'll call you back. And I kept, call I was relentless. I was like, I will do the dishes. I will do whatever it takes. I didn't care. I, I just got to LA. I was like, I want money. Yeah. Is it because you said Shayna instead of Sheena? And she was like, mm. yeah, she's like, I can't really place you as like one of those crazies. That's a fan because you didn't even get her name right. So <laughs> I don't have to like be alarmed about that. But also you sound stupid as hell because you didn't get her name right. And <laughs> She recommended you. So I, I was confused. That's so but funny. Yeah. And then from Sir, you went up to Pump? No. Tom Jay Tom. Tom Tom, yeah. Okay. My fiance at the time, who's now my husband, ended up getting a job at Pump, Pump. but I snuck him into Pump. So I've never told this story. Do you remember Joyce? No. Yes. Okay. So there was a whole issue at Sir when I was working at Sir with Joyce, and we had this whole thing where we had to have a sit down with Diana and Natalie and all of that. And then Joyce got in a lot of trouble. And I was like, she's being a bully and all of these things. But she it was it was a bad time. OK, I was the only boy host. Yes. And then I went to Pump after moving back from New York and I texted her because I knew that she was like the head host at Pump. And I said, hey, are you hiring? And she said, yes. And I said, can I come apply? She said, I mean, yes, but not you. And then she said, I you know, like last time we had issues, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, two of us just moved from New York. One, I mean, at least one of us needs a job. And I said, Jason, go knock on pump and say that you called and she told you on the phone because she's so scatterbrained. Yeah. Say that she told you on the phone <laughs> to come in and drop off your resume. He did. She hired her on the spot with Chad. Oh, my gosh. And that's how that happened. And then you went to TomTom. Tom. And that's how I got the job at TomTom Tom because Lisa loved Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wow. Mm -hmm. And now you have a very successful YouTube channel, multiple podcasts. So tell me how that all got started. Because don't you have one of those YouTube plaques Mm -hmm. and you hit like 100K? Yeah. I'm still waiting for Can I say the F word? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Where the fuck did that come from? You know, like, I remember all of the cool moments with you and just, like, seeing you come and go. I used to take the photos for you, and then you would make me retake them because it wasn't your right side. And then I would <laughs> I would sit there, and oh you had, gosh. like, I had people waiting at the door. You had tables, and I'm sitting here taking your photos, and you're like, no, 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 no. Retake it real quick. And it was hilarious, right? Yeah, so, back when I used to care. Yeah. Now I'm like, whatever. You're like, take- I'll take my good side if I can, but I'm just like, I don't need to see the photo, and just whatever. Yeah, you're like, I, I I don't care about the fucking photo. But no, it's wild because now looking back, you know, I feel like I had so much time around you and all of the cast, right? Just watching you guys. And I was always so fascinated with it and just intrigued about the way that you guys are able to open your lives. I think that I have so much respect for that because it intimidates the hell out of me. I mean, anytime that I feel like somebody, if I burn somebody or whatever, and they always have something to come back with, like I'm going to destroy your life, or I know something on you or Jason or what, I I don't care what it is, but it makes me so nervous. So watching you guys do it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. And I get into it. I'm like yelling at the, I'm like, fuck you, Shay. She gave you a chance. You know what I mean? So I'm like watching it as you guys are doing it, but then coming into work and watching you too, but not necessarily, yes, as a fan, but not like as a crazy person, but also just like seeing how normal you were and able to navigate both worlds in person. It was just wild. So I've always been intrigued. And I think that working at Sir and TomTom gave me that next level kind of window into it yeah and it made me more interested and then once the pandemic hit and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do jason came out one day sorry guys i'm living on the east coast right now where it is humid as fuck it is not dry my lips are chapped i look like a psychopath my face is dry and i've slept for three hours so i just want to say that really quick but um (laughs) you um, look great thanks sheena but no i I think that having that little window, you know, made it pretty cool. And then the pandemic hit and Jason came out and he's like, if you're going to keep watching people screaming at each other, then you need to make a job out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you do that? And that's how Up and Adam came about. Yeah. And I mean, congrats. 100K subscribers plus. I mean, I know you have more than that, but that's been my goal since I started YouTube in the pandemic and I'm still not there. Well, you'll get there. Trying. You'll get there. Yes. But I mean, you've interviewed... So many people, some controversial. I know you had to sit down with Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. How much can you share about that? You know what's wild is one thing that I keep learning, and I'm sure that this is your experience like 10, 10 times bigger than mine, obviously, because you go to all the events and stuff. But every time I think I'm going into an interview or something and I have an idea, I feel like I have an idea of who the person is, I'm so off. I never get it right. I always think the worst people are the best and the best people are the worst. And, you know, for Jen, I got to see a different side of her, her with her husband, her with her kids, her with her family. And it just, I left Salt Lake City. If you would have seen me, I got pissed off at Jason. Jason went with me. He was trying to get behind the scenes vlogs for our members only. And I left 
that interview crying and I'm squalling on my way to the airport because I was thinking about her kids and her going to prison when my mom ended up having to go to jail for something a long time ago. I was like 12 and she had to go to jail for 30 days. And I remember her watching Paris Hilton. This is so dumb. She was watching Paris Hilton go to jail and get released in like eight hours. And she was crying and she's like, that bitch. And she's like, that's, you know, like privilege and whatever. And she's like, I have to go to prison and all this. And I'm thinking in my head, I was just so broken as a kid. So then I was thinking about her kids and then watching her navigate like that. It was really hard to kind of compartmentalize her as this person that everyone's claiming that there are victims and things that she has done. And then her as like a mother, you know, it was Mm -hmm. really it's it was such a challenge. Yeah. And in that interview, was she honest with you or did she lie to your face? Well, I guess it depends. You know, we're waiting to see if she does another interview before she ends up going in, right? Uh And she told me in the interview that she is not guilty of all of the things that she was being accused of, but she did stand before the court and say that she was guilty and she, she changed her plea, right? So one of the questions would be, if I ever had the opportunity to sit down with her and talk with her, I know that my subscribers, they call themselves like the Adams family. We're super loyal over here. I love that. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. And they they always say, like, if you had the opportunity to talk to her again, would you ask her, why did you lie to me? And it's it's a weird question. It's, you know, like, I'm so caught in candy. And I, I feel like, you know, first of all, I'm not comparing myself to Barbara Walters or you know, Jinshaw to Saddam Hussein. But <laughs> I got a lot of shit for doing that interview. Mm-hmm. And Barbara Walters interviewed Saddam Hussein. What the fuck? I didn't yeah. destroy shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, it was kind of, I was just shocked at the feedback. I got great feedback and bad feedback. And it, yeah. I don't know, it just makes me nervous. YouTube makes me nervous. I just hired somebody, by the way. They start on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait because I go through my comments and I get really bad anxiety. And, Gotta shake it off. I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have, I'm not you. I'm, you're like a fucking lizard. You have scales. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, shit, like, hits you. I mean, and, and I think I've been that way going back to even just being bullied as a kid and just having to shake it off and still be strong and show up and put a smile on my face. So I feel like that a lot of that goes back to childhood. But the comments, unless it's something that is constructive criticism, you just can't pay any attention to it. The way I see it is, This person saying this is projecting. They're going through something. I remind them of someone they don't like. There's something in their life that they just need to get this out. So I can't let that actually hurt my feelings because I feel bad for them because they felt the need to say this all to me. I'm like, I know you don't actually hate me because you don't know me. I'm not an easy person to hate. I'm an easy person to like. So the fact that you feel this strongly, I must remind you of someone you hate because it just doesn't make sense otherwise. I'm on a TV show. You don't know me personally. So if you think about it that way, just know that they're just projecting their own shit onto you and it's not personal. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You're kind of like, I don't know, You're right now you're giving me like a bulletproof Katy Perry like song vibe. Like, oh, I, I, like lyrics and you. shit and I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I have to do. I'm like, unless it's constructive, if it's something that a troll says that I also see in myself that I don't like. I'm like, well, thanks for pointing that out because now I can grow from it and I can be better. That might be something that someone who loves me doesn't see or finds endearing, but I find annoying the same as the troll did. So in some ways I take it as a learning experience and an opportunity to grow, but 
for the most part, I'm just like, I feel bad that you felt the need to say that to me because you don't know me. No. Your life must be sad. And I'm yeah. sorry for that. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Just pray for them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I pray for you. Yes. I'm going to take the Todd Chrisley way out of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe That's not a that. whole other. Oh, okay. Maybe not that. Maybe <laughs> I won't do that. I haven't even followed that enough to speak on it, but wow. Mm. Who would you say, would it be Jen Shaw? Who is the most controversial or most interesting interview you've done so far? You know what's so funny is when I interviewed Kathy Hilton. See, the thing is, Ooh, is I try to fly under the radar with Bravo and I ask and then I get like, it depends. You know, you know how like mm-hmm. obviously things are so strict. Mm-hmm. So if I have people who reach out to me, then I'm like, oh, no, well, they reached out to me first. So do I have to ask? I don't know. Maybe I should ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Totally. And then I go in for it. And Kathy didn't do she I was her first YouTube blogger, podcaster, whatever interview. Wow. So she's huge. Yeah. And she I actually I somebody took a clip. Because I reached out to her on Instagram and I was like, Kathy, I would love to do an interview with you. Here's my channel. And she DM'd me back and said, just, she's like, okay, great. I'll do it. Just contact Emmy. And I'm like, who the fuck is Emmy? <laughs> is that the lady? Yeah, that's the lady. <laughs> so she's like, contact Emmy. And I said, oh, okay, great. I was so excited. I told Jason. How do I contact Emmy? <laughs> I had no idea. So I was telling Jason about Emmy and I was like, I have no idea. Jason, can you look this up? Like, I don't know where to find it, whatever. So Jason's looking everywhere. And then finally on my YouTube channel, I'm like, who the fuck is Emmy? And people were sharing it with her. And she thought it was so funny. And her assistant saw it. And then her assistant reached out to me the next day after that video. And she said, Kathy's going to do it with you. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, And then when Mary Cosby from Salt Lake City was getting accused of the cults and stuff, I went to go interview her parents that nobody's ever met mm-hmm. before. And then when Portia stole Fallon Gobadia's man in real on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, yeah. I was like, I got to go talk to Fallon. So I don't know. I've had some really fun ones. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, congrats on all the success you've had. I know you're just going to keep growing. And Thanks. I mean, who knows? Andy Cohen might be out of a job one day because Adam steps in. I don't know about that. I've but... always told him, I said, Andy, if you ever need someone, just let me know. I'm yeah. your girl. I yeah. would love to do stuff. If it's overwhelming, if you don't want to do that many shows, just let me know. Do you know so he? I I we honestly, could be that person. I feel like he should do that with you guys. I I think that talent, honestly, and this is not a diss on Andy Cohen. I think Andy Cohen's fantastic, and look at everything that he's done, right? But eventually, you can't keep running everything. You're going to want to spend more time with your family. You know this. You're totally a parent, right. So yeah. I think even for like this Traders um, premiere or not premiere reunion that's going to be done, like have somebody else come in. Somebody mentioned Sherry Shepard or someone like or bring in other Bravo talent and give them the opportunity to do that because it would be. Oh my God, I would love that. It would be so much fun. Yeah. You know, just like after um, Chris whatever from The Bachelor got fired. Do you remember? Oh, Chris Harrison. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Yes. Okay, so he got fired and then they started testing the different Bachelor, Bachelorettes mm-hmm. as hosts. Like, yeah. I, I think that would be great for Bravo. They've done it with Kate Chastain, Portia Williams, Giselle. Like, give you your fucking chance. Yeah, I even said that on The Bachelor. I was like, hey, if you guys need a guest host, because there was the season of Bachelor in Paradise where they were having different celebrities and people come in and host for a week. And I was like, that's actually like my dream job to still be able to be a part of bachelor nation but not be the single one you know and you kind of are linked into listen okay oh, we won't dude, get, my we won't... my roster with bachelor nation yeah been there done that that's kind of when yeah. this podcast started all right we're gonna take a quick little break and then we're gonna get into some more bravo 
So you guys all know how much I love my home meal delivery kits. I've talked to you about HelloFresh, and I'm here to also talk to you now about Every Plate. Every Plate is now owned by HelloFresh, which is a leading meal kit company. What I love even more than home meal delivery kits is saving money on them, saving money on food, saving money on groceries, saving time. You can do so much more. It's a new year. Take that time and do something for you. And don't waste money on food that's not good, nutritious, and delicious. So let's start the year off on the right bite with Every Plate's newest meal preference, Nutrish and Delish. They're featuring around 650 calories or less. Each wholesome, satisfying dish helps you stay on track with your goals without all the guesswork. So it makes it so much easier. You don't have to do the calorie counting yourself. They do it for you. And they have these delicious lettuce wraps and rice bowls, you guys. That's been my go-to lately. So this year... Count on every plate to make mealtime easier without compromising on quality. Every plate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients so you know your meals will be fresh and tasty until the very last bite. Y'all can also skip that extra trip to the grocery store and get sides, desserts, and snacks delivered with your weekly order. So this week, Brock got this vanilla delight cheesecake I had a sweet kale salad and a side of garlic bread. It was so bomb. I can't wait to get my next order. Right now, y'all can get $1.39 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code Sheena149. Get started with every plate for just $1.39 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code Sheena149. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members. We've got the old cast members. And we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down. And we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah, so tune in every Tuesday for season two of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original. All right. Before we get fully back into Bravo, I had a question come in from Shay Haley. And she wants to know if you and Zach Peter are still close because it didn't seem that way. Is there tea? That's so funny that you just asked me that, like right on the spot. I did not. <laughs> no, there's not tea. You know, Zach and I did uh, Spilling Tea Live right. tour together. And <laughs> Sheena, He's you're blushing. I didn't. I just was going to ask you about the podcast tour and how fun that was. And then someone ironically sent a question about him. And I was like, maybe I need to ask. No. Um. Yeah, you should ask all the questions, right? That's what they say. Yeah. No, we did the tour together and we had a great time. I think it was so fun because between me, Jason and Zach, obviously Jason was like kind of hosting it with us and you were there. You yeah. were on stage with us. We mm -hmm. had a great time. It really pushed us to come out of our comfort zones. And then it was fun, I feel like, for you, too, because you were about to go see that and then go to New York. Yeah. And do City Winery, the same place that we did it. So it was just really cool. And all at the same time, no, there wasn't a falling out, you know. Zach and I, to be honest with you, we explored the idea of doing a podcast together, taking that that show 
and turning it into a podcast. And unfortunately, sometimes like the terms aren't on the terms of the deal don't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, that's just what it was, you know, like it's it's OK. It's not a bad thing. We had a commitment to a tour. We fulfilled that commitment. We sold it out. We did great. And then no. and then, you know, like we cashed in on that shit. And I I think I wish him the best. He wishes me the best. And that's just it. Like, I, I'm not on a reality show. I don't fight with people, you guys. Yeah, I know. I try not to. Outside of you the get show. paid for this shit. So I, I was about to say, I like, know. So in life, I'm like, I don't want to fight. Like, I do yeah. this enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I get that. If I want a punching bag, that's why I got married. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. And this is my first one. So I have one like to go through. And then like the second this one, is I'll your be nice to starter too. marriage. Yeah. 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 This is my Shay. And then my next one will be like my Brock. But my Shay, I'm just going to like, I'm going to treat this like a punching bag. And then like, it's kind of like your starter card. Like 16 years old, they get a starter card. I get to fuck this shit up. And mm -hmm. then like, I'm buying my, you know, really shiny new car. Yeah. Jason, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so would you ever do another podcast tour? Like, would you and Jason do one with your show? I would totally do one. You know, Dana Wilkie talked to us and she wanted to do one. I've had a few people from 90 Day and MTV ask me about collaborating on one together maybe we should even do one together i don't know i but. would love to do a tour yeah i have a live show coming up actually on february 25th we are doing a shopify pop-up event in downtown la at the shopify it's like at the row so it's lala christina kelly and myself we're going to be selling all of our products there Lala's doing a live podcast on the 24th. I'm doing one on the 25th. So that's just going to get my feet wet a little bit again. And then I'm going to get the bug and I'm going to be like, when's the next live show? Because I was on such a high after that city winery show in New York last year. It was so good. I'm like, when are we doing this again? It was wild, mm -hmm. especially because like once you get up there, you can't really see anybody anyways. And yeah. I would have thought it would have been so much easier for you guys because you have cameras in your face. But I guess really when you compare like the cameras and the people that you've had around for the last decade that yeah. you're used to and just a bunch of random strangers who are paying to see you and they're all like staring at you. That's a yeah. little different, right? Yeah, it did kind of take me back to when I was in Vegas and I did that show because I was doing a live show six nights a week. I had eight shows a week I did for half a year. So just to be back up on stage with the live audience again, I was like, oh, I miss this. So I want to do it again. I remember that. I forgot it was that sexy. Sex tips for straight women from a gay man. Yes. Longest title ever. Yes. It was the <laughs> sexy one. I remember that. Yeah. No, it was so, so fun. You've done so much since I've met you. Do you know one time, one of my favorite memories, because I thought it was so cool because you brought in somebody that I was just obsessed with. And it happened recently. It was like over the last five years for sure. What was it? You came into TomTom. Tom. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What? Miley. How did you know that? Because it's Miley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you sat at the back table in the garden with Miley. And then I think you, Max at the time, and a few other people, didn't you go back to her house? Yeah. You guys went back to her house. And then Max was telling me about it the next day. And he was like, yeah, I fucking went back to her house, bro. So what? Like, just go do your fucking job. I was talking. And I'm like, first of all. Don't pretend to be a manager right now because the cameras aren't rolling. You need something to do, dickhead. Yeah. And second of all, I love Max. And second of all, how are you saying that you just went over to her house so casually? So casually, right? It was so casual. And then you're sitting there and like you weren't even, she was in the middle of the table. You were on the end of the table. It didn't even look like every once in a while you were talking to her, but it just looked like you were like so unfazed. And I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was all in it. Yeah, no, that was 
an epic night. We had so much fun. I love her. She would be like my ultimate guest goal to be on my podcast, but also I feel like I would be so nervous to interview her. I feel like, I don't think she, well, I mean, you were in her house. Like I mean, yeah, like we were friends. And then, you know, when she was going through her divorce and stuff, I know she unfollowed a lot of people and she got sober and whatnot. So I don't know where exactly she's at with that journey now. But I'm like, I'm here. We can still be friends. Yeah. You're yeah. like, here we am. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Dear Media, right over here. It's the Red Building. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? You know, it sounds so it sounds so crazy. Before we started talking about this deal that kind of changed the dynamic of certain relationships, right? With the whole podcast opportunity to have our own podcast and what that entailed. I didn't listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. I just did YouTube. For a podcast, I just didn't I I never really listened to them because I was always working on YouTube. And when I wasn't working on YouTube, I was watching like Wives with Knives and like How to Get Away with Murder and some just weird fucked up shit. But yeah. it calms me. And Jason like gets really, you know, he gets nervous about it. I don't know. But <laughs> it it calmed me down. And I, I now sit there and like for this, I was getting ready to come here and I was driving through the car wash and the car wash broke down on me. The true story. So I'm in the inside of it and the water doesn't stop. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, my life is just a fucking joke. And I was like, you know what? Let me listen to two peas in a pod because Tamara got mad at me and posted me on Instagram because I had Jen Shaw on and she called them two pussies in a pod. So she's like, oh. listen to pussies in a pod. And then Tamara was two like. Two teas in a pod? Yeah. So that doesn't really make sense if she said two pussies in a pod. Yeah. No. But and then Tamara clapped back and said, well, you should get used to having pussies in a pod. And I was like, oh, no, this oh. is getting so. Hi, guys. Can we just go back to making fun of um, Teddy Mellencamp, please? Because that like, you know, let's not. No, <laughs> she's <But>. my friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't have anything to make fun of Teddy Mellencamp about. I just I think that, you know, I noticed a lot at BravoCon just real quick. I met a couple of people who also do podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that. And they mm -hmm. talk about these shows, Teddy Mellencamp, Tamara. They obviously have a very, very successful podcast. Yeah. And they talk about these shows. And when I was walking around BravoCon, I was so comfortable and just like talking to everybody. I was like, I don't know who the fuck I thought I was. I was like a butterfly. I was like, oh, hi. It was like family karma in Atlanta. And I just like, I, I was so, I, I get along with everyone. Yeah. And it feels good to be able to like, Frolic and be, you yeah. know? And then I'm with a few other people who do the same shit and they talk so much shit about people that when we're here and you see them in person, you feel so uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you stand off to the side. And I saw moments like at Andy's Legends Ball with Teddy and she looked great with her pink hair. And she just, unfortunately, it's like, you know, she makes, she makes great content and ratings off of chiming in on these same conversations that we do. And mm -hmm. sometimes it, get, it gets awkward because you have to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. And she looked a little awkward because she has a lot of opinions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And maybe that's why I just get Teddy because I feel like I relate to her. I remember her first season on the show. I was like, I like this girl. Like, I feel like we would be friends. And then we met and we became friends. Is that... I see that's... I feel like that's so random to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We've had some good times. I don't know how to extend on that. (laughs) (laughs) What were some of your highlights from BravoCon? Okay. There were a few. Brandy Glanville. I got in a Sprinter van with her, Phaedra, some of the Dubai ladies, and Cynthia Bailey. And I was like, Cynthia. So the first time I met Cynthia, I met her at Pump. She took me to the Abbey. And then from the Abbey, she said, do you want to go to this Mariah Carey after party? And I'm like, Who says no? Who says no? So she took me to Mastro's in Beverly Hills. And I went up. We went up to the top. And it was Mariah Carey. It was NeNe Leakes. All of them there. And Jason walks in. So Jason was the one who told me Cynthia's here. You know, like introduced me, whatever. Jason comes in like an hour and a half later. And after he got off work. And I'm sitting there and just wasted off the free. I was like 23. It was like six years ago. And I'm like, Jason, you got to meet my friend Mariah. And I had the best time with her. And I'm sitting right next to her and her manager's on the other side. And Cynthia's right here with Nini and Marlo. And I was just talking to her. We had the best time. And Jason's like, oh, my God, that's my first album. Who the who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. So she remembered that. And when I saw her in the van, I was like, Mike Hill's a fucking idiot. And I'm going to find you a man from Palm Beach. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to find. Listen, there's a boat show. There's the yacht shows coming. It comes twice yes. a year. Some dickhead's going to, you know, he'll come in. He'll mm-hmm. have a yacht. And listen, all guys are probably going to be assholes, right? So we get that part. So you're going to take on one of these assholes, but that's fine because you're amazing. So let's just make sure if we're going to deal with an asshole, we're going to deal with an asshole with a lot of money. Yeah. And that was my philosophy on it. So I'm in the car with her, Brandy, Phaedra, a few other people. And Brandy turns around and looks at me and she's like, fuck are you? Kind of like who, <laughs> like, who are you? And then she told me later that night, she's like, 
you don't have trustworthy eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, That's I, like the most untrue thing I think you could say about you. I would say you have kind eyes. Thank you. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? Brandy. Brandy's so funny. I'm like, last time I met you, James Kennedy was claiming that he made out with you in the bathroom at Sir. Do you remember I that? I forgot about that. No, I didn't. So I I'm like unkind did eyes. until this moment right now. Yeah, I didn't fucking forget about it. So don't. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? I wonder if that really did happen. I mean, he was the one who was like screaming it around like fucking Chicken Little, like the sky's falling. Oh my gosh, that's right. Remember? Go back. I yeah, do now. That was like right before he started on the show. Wow. Yeah. I remember a lot of conversations, by the way, and I'm like a mm. fucking vault with everybody. But yeah. I remember one time you invited me over to your house and it was so nice. It was my first Christmas in LA and my my brother and I came over and you were doing like a Christmas thing at your house. And we came over and you guys, of course, like, of course, the Vanderpump Rules cast is celebrating Christmas watching Vanderpump Rules because that's exactly what... <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you guys Bunch were doing egotistical motherfuckers uh, like uh, this is how we'll spend our holiday watching ourselves yeah now uh, park la brea and james came out and he was like you know i'm fucking banging Kristen, and it's all happening and i'm gonna be on the fucking show and my mom is best friends with lisa and do you remember when there was that bit too mm -hmm. like his mom was best friends with lisa mm -hmm. but then really lisa called that meeting at yeah, pump and she's they like were not best friends she's like i don't fucking know your mom but okay. Yeah. And then, you know, all of that. But when he was telling me, he's like, I'm, I'm a shoe and I'm going to be on the show. I'm like, he manifested the fuck out of that. He's like, he banged his way onto the show he and he does his way not onto the deny show. it. No, he's, he's like, I'm more fucking James Kennedy, yeah. you know, and he loves it. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get to the point that you're James Kennedy or fucking Lala, I guess, and you get to talk about yourself in third person, mm -hmm. like, I don't even have shit to say to you. I, I I wish I had that confidence. That's like next level, like, fuck yeah. off. What are you going to say to me? Yeah. You should start walking around and being like, when he's like, I'm James Kennedy. You should be like, fuck off. I'm Sheena. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes they bring out the third person in me. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Because I feel like it's like there's certain conversations like Lala and I are extremely close. She's one of my best friends. I mean, we've literally come just like full circle. But then, yeah, there is sometimes when there's certain people you're around, you know, where you may say things a different way. Yeah. I even because I hang out with her mom so much, I feel like sometimes I want to call her Lauren because her mom doesn't call her Lala. She calls her Lauren. And so when I'm talking to her mom, like, yeah, so then Lala, because I'm like, I still feel weird calling her Lauren, but that's her name. Why do you say it like that? It's because that's her name. It's not Lauren. It's, it's Lauren. Lauren? Yeah, L-A-U-R-E-N, which is not Lauren. Lauren's more L-O-R-E-N. So that's why she goes by Lala, because no one can pronounce her fucking name right. It's Lauren. Okay, you get a pass. You deserve to go third party or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> you know? James, you're still in question. We yeah. can all fucking pronounce James Kennedy. I mean, in the first episode, James is in his interviews like, oh, who doesn't want a piece of James Kennedy, you know? Get a little lost bit. Blah, blah, blah. When he says <laughs> this shit, can I say my first nightclub outing ever was with James and my brother. Uh-huh. And he had the girlfriend before Raquel. She was this cute girl. She used to come in with him all the time. Um, it was before Kristen. I don't know if you remember her, but he would always I bring her. I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, he would bring her in. It was when he was busing. Okay. And I don't know. I, I forgot he was even a busser. Gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah. 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 He was busing. I forgot where I was going with that. Where? What the hell was I James, just James, third person, talking about himself. 
I don't know. You know, there's, there's, oh, that's what I was going to say is when I met him, he was the first person to bring me out to a nightclub Mm -hmm. and he actually left me in like one of the worst areas of Los Angeles, or at least guys don't fucking rip my head off. One of the worst areas to me, because I don't know Los Angeles that well. When I first came here, I came here from Tennessee and I was like, yeah, I live right off of Wilshire and that's (laughs) obviously not what it's called. And I went out with my brother and James. James and my brother ended up meeting these girls. The girls were friends with me. And one of them, her name was Alexandra, and she worked at Malibu Fish Grill Mm. with Mike. Okay. And we all went out, and then we went back to their house off of Crenshaw and La Brea. And my brother and James were trying to hook up with these two girls. There were two of them, one of me. Okay? Two of them, one of me, two of them. So James looks at me and my brother. They're like, bro, you got to go. You got to get the fuck out of here. Like, you're ruining this for us. And I'm like where am I supposed to go? And they're like, just walk home. Like, I don't know. So I'm walking home on Crenshaw and La Brea at like four o'clock in the morning. There's like police. I just, I was like, fuck you, James and Aaron. But now I'm like, okay, you guys are okay. But at the time I was like, fuck you, James. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. But and I don't think there were like Ubers or Lyfts back then. No, I don't think th- there wasn't even Tinder back then. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they had, but they didn't have a ride. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> What's one of the craziest stories other than that that you remember about your time at Sir and like the early seasons? Oh, I got jaxed. I had a fake girlfriend. Where do we go? You called her out. I was in an awkward situation. You remember I called you, I texted you panicking one time because I thought I was going to get fired over something. Mm -hmm. And you texted me back and said, Natalie submitted you for the show. So I don't think you're getting fired. Holy fuck. I don't know. There were so many memories. Yeah. It was just, it was wild at the time and it was so much fun and, you know, watching you guys. But I remember when they asked me to do my interview for the show, which is so weird because, you know, who's that guy who ended up going on a sailboat with his family? Jeremiah. He's our showrunner this season now. Okay. So always, I always loved him for like, he was always so nice, you know? I mean, I don't really know him, but from what I saw of him, he was just the nicest guy. And he, when I was at TomTom, Logan, is it Cochran? Yes. I don't know how to say his last name ever. Yeah, Cochran. We we were at, when we were talking at BravoCon, my friend got so uncomfortable because I was like, hi. He's like, hi. And I was like, how are you? He's like, fine. How are you? And I was like, God, you are still such a cunt. And he's like, so are you. And I was like, okay, well, it's so good seeing you. And we <laughs> hugged. And my friend was like, this is so awkward. But Logan and I were just bitching at each other at TomTom. And then the next day I get a text message from Jeremiah saying, hey, I saw you at TomTom in the front talking to Logan. I wanted to see if you would come in and do an interview. And I'm like, this is so funny and odd and awkward. And I'm just not the fit for a show like this. Like I can never do what you do. I have so much respect for it, but it can never fucking happen. And it was weird because that happened so long ago, Mm -hmm. like when you got me hired. So it's like we were just replaying the same thing, except this time I wasn't pretending to have a girlfriend. I had a fiance and I wasn't pretending not to be gay. I was totally like, I don't give a shit. I am definitely gay. Just weird. I don't know. I feel like and I don't know if this is true or not, because you would know better than I would. But I feel like I was maybe one of the first people you officially came out to. I remember getting those messages from you when you were like so nervous to tell me that you and Jason were dating. And I was just so happy for you, but you like hadn't really told many people yet. And it was one of those like, well, I think I always knew, Mm -hmm. but you know, everyone has to do that on their own time. Do you know, I definitely, yes. And which is so funny because 
that was such a hard moment for me. But then do you remember after I would always text you and be like, or message you and be like, hey, Shane, I don't know if you remember me. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I have your phone number. I know you. We are friends. Like, yeah. why do you always like reintroduce yourself just because we haven't talked for six months or whatever? Like, I always would reintroduce yeah. myself. I, 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 like, I haven't gotten a new phone. Still me. I think your I name did it. still pops up. It's Adam Coy. I did it I like just three added times. the Newell because I was like, okay, if he's going by this, then I'll add that to his contact. But you've always been Adam Coy to me. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I, I told you. And, you know, when I did it, when I met Jason, I was so afraid to tell anybody because I have a huge family and I'm the only one who ever came out. And I just thought my whole family would stop talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that everybody I knew would stop talking to me. So when I met Jason, I made him promise to give me a year. And if and that was just my year to kind of figure it out. Yeah. And he did. And he didn't ask me to do anything. But we met in LA, um, moved in together after a month, and then moved to Thailand, lived in Thailand for five months, moved to New York. We're sitting at Joe Allen's in New York. We just went to a show and um, we're sitting there and I realized that it was, you know, it's our anniversary. So I sent one big ass group text to 20 members of my family. I ordered a bottle of wine, sent the text. I like went into the bathroom. I started crying. I turned my phone off and then I just like put it in my pocket and I was like, if they don't ever talk to me again, this is okay. Aww. And it was the worst feeling ever. But then the next day I woke up and my dad's like, okay, we're gay. And I'm like, no, Aww. we're not gay. I'm gay. <laughs> and he's like, nope, son, if we're gay, we're gay. Like, who's? He's like, okay, so who are we picking? He's like, this is great because I can't beat up a woman. But if I get a son-in-law, <laughs> motherfucker steps watch up. It. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Oh, well, I love that they were accepting of that. Yeah. 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 And then my mom had the biggest crush on Jason, which was so funny. So she thought cute. She thought he was my straight roommate. And she's like, Aww. she would like drop things in front of him. And I'm like, mom, you're fucking weird. <laughs> Go away. What are you doing? Oh, my so God. That's wild. so funny. <laughs> so where should we go? Should we get into? No, actually, before we do, I want to know. If you could make your ultimate Bravo cast for a show, like not like an ultimate girls trip, but something like that, but not just housewives, who are like five to seven people you would want to see on a show together? Oh, this is, do you know, I feel like I have such a soft spot for like the OGs, you know, that have been on for so long. Yeah. Like, Lisa Vanderpump, I miss totally on the show. I just miss her energy and the fact that like, even when you knew she was like playing puppet master, she has an English accent. Like when you ask her and she looks at you like you're stupid, what are you going to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I love that about her. And it's just like, it's so frustrating, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then like a Bethany Frankel, it's like the OG vibes, yeah. right? So like a Bethany Frankel, when I met Nene Leakes, that was at the Mariah Carey party mm -hmm. um, with Cynthia. And I said, hi, I work for Lisa Vanderpump. And she goes, I hate Lisa Vanderpump. And I was like, ooh, who shit in your Cheerios? Like, why, <laughs> why? And then Cynthia was like, she stole her restaurant. And I was like, okay, you can't steal a restaurant. Oh, she, I do was, remember that drama. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was the pump thing, but it mm -hmm. wasn't, it was like, Jesus Christ, okay. But NeNe Leakes also, you know, and I don't know. So I'm gonna go real quick off the top of my head. Lisa Vanderpump, NeNe Leakes, Bethany Frankel. I like Alexia Echevarria. From Real Housewives of Miami. I think Tamara Judge is great. Kelly Dodd, I think that we have to get her back in there because she's just like waiting to bust. 
doesn't have to just be housewives. Oh, it could be other people too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not just the housewives. Like anyone on Bravo. You could have a Shaw. You could have a Pump. You could have a Do you know, Summer Winter House. Honestly, they just need to take a bunch of you. They need to take like 20 of you. You remember when you guys would do those upfronts and it's like yes. you're throwing a ball and all of a sudden like a Shaw of Sunset's catching it. And it's yeah. like- the fuck did, who edited this but it looks amazing like oh like the summer by bravo those commercials we used yes. to do yeah yes so i feel like they should just take you they should take you and other cast members from other shows like maybe 10 or 20 of you guys mm-hmm. and just drop you on an island and see who lasts the longest go. yeah just go <laughs> it's like you all get one tool you have to take a week course of safety survival whatever and then yeah. we just big brother the shit out of it and see who lasts like so like survivor and big brother but for bravo yes you're friends with what is her name christy carlson romano yeah or, yeah okay so Oh my God, that was another fan moment. You brought her into Sir and I was dying. You brought in a lot of people I would die and I would just always keep my composure because I would keep it cool. Yeah. But I remember seeing her and she did that Even Stevens movie where she yeah. like turned into a psychopath and she's on this island and like, I could totally see you guys just trying to survive. It would be, I want to host it. Yeah, <laughs> I would maybe vote for Brock to go instead of me. Survivor is his like ultimate dream. He wants to do that show so bad. Really? Yeah. I could see him on like Naked and Afraid. I could see him on Naked Anything because he's just like naked. You know what? Kudos to him because for somebody being so big mm-hmm. and he's not big. I'm not, I don't mean like big. No, he's like just, a, he is a big person and just, a big presence. He's just a big person who wears little bitty clothes. Yeah. And it's great. And he loves it. And he just has a smile on his face while doing it. Yeah. And I love it. No, totally. Yeah. But that's my answer. I, I want to put a bunch of you on an island. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Which is your favorite Housewives franchise and why? I would probably have to still say Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And I would say that because I talked to a lot of the different cast members, right? Mm-hmm. And always watching Lisa and being around that part of it, it, it feels like just as like nostalgic as watching you with sir in your early days and it's just fun and i gotten a lot of like since i started my channel i've gotten in a lot of shit when it comes to the real housewives of beverly hills like i was plastered all over the girardi lawsuit because i was interviewing one of the i remember that yeah the attorneys and then you know that she for sure fucking hates me for sure erica like she's like I mean, I under- that's okay, right? I mean, you're doing your job. So some She's- people will understand that and some people will hate you. Yeah, and Lisa Renna for sure fucking hates me too. I think she hates a lot of people. Yeah, she. but listen, I'm not batting a whole lot. But Kathy Hilton told me, you know what? She said, oh my God, you're Adam. And I was like, that's so crazy. I never thought about it like that. But yeah, I am. Yeah, and, I am, Adam. <laughs> wow. And she's like, and I have Baron and Conrad. That's B-A-B-C. She's like, you're like one of my kids. And I was like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. That yes, is a, yes. I'll be a Hilton. I sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. So, the show premiered this week. Where where do we here? I want to do some predictions for the season. So, obviously, you've seen the first episode, you've seen the trailer for what's to come this season. What are some of your predictions and what are some things that you just want to see? Mm. I want to see. I want to, there's a, there's a lot that I actually want to see. Um, Prediction wise, I feel like we're going to watch James unravel. I feel like we're getting old school Vanderpump rules back in more ways than one, mm-hmm. which is amazing because we have the apartment living again. It's like the fresh so restarts. Yeah. I mean, you know what's so funny is, no offense, 
I like most of you. But for you, mm -hmm. I feel like so many people would give you so much shit. Like you've always just been so nice and people fuck with you. And then at the end of the day, it's like you have this happy ending that's like unraveling with, you know, Brock and his bungee or his thong or whatever the fuck he's wearing or naked or, I mean, it sounds like a dream, right? Just a naked man in your room. And then you have like a, you have a beautiful baby in the, this home. Yeah. So it's, it's weird to watch it unravel, but that's what I was getting to is season 10 feels very old school Vanderpump rules. Yeah. It's giving seasons one through three. Yeah. Except James wasn't on season one. He got on season three, right? So he was introduced in the season two reunion. That's when Kristen said they were a thing. And then all of season three, he was there. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So season three. And that's what I feel like we're going to get from him this year, because I think when you go through having like an issue with alcohol or substance abuse and you think that you have control and you're able to say like, I'm going to, what the fuck? I'm going to have a fucking drink. Nobody's going to hold back James fucking Kennedy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, this is a fucking disaster waiting to happen, which now obviously like Raquel wouldn't have dealt with this because she dealt with it for so long and gave you an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. But now we have this other girl, Allie, who seems so sweet and I love how well-spoken she is. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she and she just seems so optimistic but the only thing that like I'm watching this and I'm fearing for her, I'm such a like a little bitch with these reality shows. Like I get so invested and I'm watching it and I'm like, girl, you can't fix him. You got to make sure like he needs to fix himself. And then I'm sitting here looking and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just put yourself out there. Like I, I agree with Raquel. I don't know where she got a backbone from, but she got a whole fucking carcass over the summer. And I don't know where that came from. Raquel uh -huh. went from like, I'm not stupid. Lala. Don't talk to me like that to bitch. And it was like, where the fuck did that come uh -huh. from? Who is that? It's Raquel. It, Single Raquel living her best life and not bowing down to anyone, standing up for herself, having her own back and just really speaking up. Yeah. Speaking out. I mean, I'm all here for it. Just what? And, you know, I was sitting there watching it with Jason and he said, something that I didn't agree with him on. And it was when Raquel, James was walking, or Raquel was walking out of the sir bathroom and James was obviously coming in, which, okay, great timing. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and as she's coming out and she's so uncomfortable, like she's not getting Kristen Doty on your ass. She's not mm -hmm. getting crazy mean or anything. She's uncomfortably giggling in your face. I know. I've never seen a drunk person do this. Like, this is just like, Jason's like, that is so embarrassing. And I'm like, are you joking? I wish that was me drunk. Because if I were in her position in that moment, I were her, that was James. I would be old school Kristen Doty bringing in the Miami girl, like, psycho, I'm going to rip this shit down. If I have to get out, then everybody's going with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, Raquel, I mean, she still is just the sweetest, you know, and watching that scene, I've watched the first episode a few times now. And I just I wanted to go up and give her a hug because I could just feel how uncomfortable she was. It was like, oh, love of your life. I mean, you called me that. And it was just like ugh, that feeling when, you know, you see your ex has moved on so quickly. And I just I wanted to give her a hug. And I knew that night she told me she had an uncomfortable conversation with him. She did some shots. You know, Peter drove her home, slept on her couch. It was a whole thing. And yeah, but you'll see a lot more of Raquel just being so open.
Yeah. And I'm excited for everyone to see that side of her. Do you know, can I, I want to say this. When does this air? Friday. Okay, thank you. So then I'll be long gone, and that's good. Peter, Mm -hmm. we just have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Peter was my manager at Sir. You obviously know we all worked with Peter. And I'm sad watching Peter on the show. And Sheena, don't get, like, annoyed with me. But it makes me sad because Peter is such a nice guy. And I think he really feels like he is... I'm I'm Peter, sir manager. You know, like there's this confidence. Yeah. And then on the show, we see like he's trying so hard to, you know, kind of woo Raquel. And he feels like this is the moment. And you see the excitement like a kid in a candy store. And then you see Raquel like obviously just like not giving the time of day. And then him sitting there awkwardly at the party. And I'm like, just so uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Like it yeah. makes me sad for Peter. Because I feel like Peter just like he... It's almost like Sharice Jackson from The Real Housewives of Potomac. He's like, I started this shit with you guys. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you guys kind of, like, throw, like, a life raft every once in a while. And then Peter catches on. And then we see him again. And then sometimes, like, maybe he falls off and the boat has to turn back around. But he's not there <laughs> for that season. Like, I feel like that's Peter. Yeah. I love Peter. I love Peter. But and, you know. I mean, I was like, look, if this is what Raquel wants, I will ship it. I know they had some dates i don't know how much of that we'll see but yeah then watching and then there was the nachos conversation and you really wanted to get her those nachos what an awkward do you know i've never been broken up with and i've never been wow i know for you i know i was broken up with during a fantasy football draft Last relationship. What a dickhead. Yeah. That's why I said, guys, men are assholes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've never been broken up with in the, like, I obviously only had one real relationship mm-hmm. because the other ones were with girls. And then I was just like playing this like facade. And then I yeah. met, you know, Jason on Gay Pride. So I've been with Jason ever since. And I couldn't imagine, like, when I'm hearing these conversations about the nachos and like, yeah, I really want to get you these nachos. Can I tell you just really quick? For those who like watch my channel and don't know like really who I am, I have like, there's no time. I never have time for shit. I'm super like no bullshit. I just got married. I don't even know. It was, I don't know what the date was. It was in December. <laughs> I, I really don't. And we, I was going to say, I didn't know that you guys were even officially married when you said that. Oh yeah. No, we're officially married. Yeah, no. congrats. And we, we've gotten a lot of shit. We opened up about this. We talked, we got a prenup, we got married, we got like Smart. all of this shit. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm like, fuck off. I watch Housewives. Yeah. Kenya Moore going through it with Mark Daly. No fucking way. I learned from her. Mm-hmm. Kenya Moore hair care. Yeah, 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 I'm all about the prenup. See? Mm-hmm. And we walk in and we went to a courthouse thing. And the woman is sitting there through this like clear bulletproof glass, you know. And she's like, next. And then you get, they're like number 68. And it pops up. And it's like, okay, sign here, sign here, stamp this. And then she puts on this big, you know, black coat. And I'm like, what is that for? And she's like, so I can marry you. I'm going to come around the glass and we're going to go in a room. And I was like, is that necessary? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So we walk in the room and she's wearing her judge coat. And then she says, "What? pick a number one through 50 and goes to open this binder. And I was like, for what? She's like, whatever page I land on, it's what's destined to be for your beautiful, what are the things that you say when you get married? 
Your vows? Your vows. Uh-huh. Thank you. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I said, I'm already like, this is already getting on my nerves. And I I was like getting antsy because I wanted to go film mm-hmm. and go back and work. And I said, listen, we get it. Life's like a bottle of champagne. Like it starts off real great. You get halfway through. It's like, mm, what's going on? Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It could go either way. And then it gets to the end and it just all goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. And she looks at Jason and she's like, are you sure you want to marry him? <laughs> and Jason's like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. And I was like, can we wrap it up? And she's like, then fine. And she closed the book. She looks so annoyed with me. And she's like, then we got to wait here two minutes. And I, it has to look like I did it. I'm like, whatever, girl. And you didn't even turn on the <laughs> fake fucking lights for me behind the grass wall. It wasn't even romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats on the marriage. Thank Sounds you. like you had a beautiful wedding. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I was actually hoping, I was getting excited to watch Vanderpump Rules in your marriage because yeah. I think they're going to be pretty comparable. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this right? You didn't do it that way? No. Oh, okay. A little different. Yeah, a little different this time around. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it back. I mean, I've seen just the footage that we have, but I can't wait to see it all. I know you get together. You get the best home videos. Yeah. You're like a Kardashian. Oh, thanks. I mean, someone's got to capture all the moments, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but you're not even capturing the moments. Like, they're just doing it for you and you get paid for it. This is great. Well, that too, but I always have the vlog. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. like I have right here. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. Yeah, you are Never always active. Never leave home without it. You're an active vlogger. You are. Yeah. I'll give that to you. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's important to capture all of these moments that, you know, you have the show. It gets the moments in the summer, but then you don't even know which ones you're going to end up seeing. So yeah. I like to keep my camera with me just to get all the moments. And then yeah, you, you don't really. Yeah. that Yeah. Because so much gets cut. Right. I mean, yeah. The, if you think about it, like, you know, you go to lunch, you have a conversation with someone. It's probably an hour and a half lunch at least. That's longer than the full episode. Right. So you can never show a full long conversation start to finish or there's no one else on the show. Yeah. So I get it. That's why I just like to have my own camera to capture all the moments. You know what I'm excited to see this season What's too? That? You remind me of like a mother duck and there's like 10 little groupies like following <laughs> behind you. Yeah. And I feel like every time I see you since I started working at Sir and they've, you know, you've, you've like gotten rid of some, added some, kind of kept some of the same ones, but you always have like the same people I feel like mm-hmm. who I've known for years who have been trying to just get on the show and who are always with you guys and it's just so fascinating to watch from, do you not, maybe it's weird, like you don't get it because you're in it or maybe you do get it. I don't know. I don't know. Like you have like groupies, you know that? No. They're groupies. You have friends. Yeah. But then you also have some people who are like, it's like the end all be all, like this is the mission is to get on. I worked at, I worked behind the scenes in this yeah. show. And I would listen to the conversations of like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get on the show. And I would listen to like, if they don't hire me on the show, like, we have one friend in particular and this person kept saying, and he worked with me that mm-hmm. he was going to get on the show. And I remember when you guys started filming for season eight, he was so pissed and he was like, I don't know what to do. I think I should quit because I was supposed to be on it. Like, what do I do? Do I talk to Lisa? And he was hanging out with all of you guys. He was buying tickets to that Vanderpump dogs gala thing. Mm-hmm. And he was doing everything that he could. And I'm like, wow, you're literally, it was like James, like perfect example, how calculated to get in, you know? You'll have to tell me who after we wrap this up. Yeah, 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 of course. I had another question for you because you've known all of us from like the beginning. Who do you think are the best and worst Vander couples ever on the show? Oh, worst? James and Kristen? 
mm-hmm. like that that's an obvious you know best i really love you and brock i haven't seen i haven't seen any red flags and i think that last year that they really tried to make something that was already being dealt with a thing mm-hmm. because it was new for the viewers I get it. It's a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And thank God you guys had that because, you know, you need storyline, right? Yeah. But I feel like there's, after that, there's not much more to attack. And I really love that for you because I think Thanks. that you deserve that. I think that he's such a great guy. He's so nice. And when you told me the first story about when you brought him to BravoCon the one year mm-hmm. and the way he treated people and you told me that story, I thought that that was really, you know, amazing because it's not your, what you do in your life is like not really normal. Yeah. You know? Totally. So the way that you were able to integrate him into it and it came off and it worked out the way it did. I, I love that. So yeah. that um, I would say you two. I really loved Katie and Tom together. I think that that's super unfortunate, but maybe it's not because people move on, you know, like you grow apart and yeah. you just wish each other the best. Yeah. You guys have had some really shitty couples on your show. Who yeah. do you think if anyone should date a new couple should be in this group? If there were to be a new couple. If who there should... were to be a new couple. Oh, I would want to see. Listen, I want to see Lala date somebody and I want to see who she would date. Mm-hmm. I ju- I don't think that she would date anybody in this group. Yeah. You know who I, I used to like and I thought he was going to be on the show with you guys was that bartender that they hired for Tom Tom. I think his name was Corey. He was on Big Brother. Do you remember him? Um, he was the good looking oh, guy. Oh, yes. Yes. I do remember him. Yeah. He was really good looking and he was great on social media. I yeah. Guess that's like a attribute now, I guess. It's like a quality. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. So I would have liked him for like Raquel because Mm -hmm. it seemed like that would have been like a good match. I don't really like Peter for anybody on the show and I apologize for that. But no, nobody on the show I wouldn't really link up together. I love Tom and Ariana together. Mm -hmm. I never know if it's Ariana, Ariana. She never corrects me. Either way. Her dad called her one way. Her mom called her the other way. So she says either way is fine. It's so confusing to me. I just want something simple. Like... What the fuck is your name? And I love Ariana, Ariana. And I always ask her and I feel uncomfortable because then I don't have confidence in speaking to her because I feel like I'm fucking up her name. Yeah, no. I call her Ariana, but I know other friends of ours call her Ariana. Oh, okay. So it's literally either, either works. I'm just going to be like, hey, girl. Yeah, (laughs) leave it at that. Season 10. It's going to be a good one. You're filming this season is so incredible the way like the editing of it and the end of the episode where they catch like Raquel's like little reaction you know Mm -hmm. but then with the intro where they're going through all of the different restaurants first of all I'm surprised that they even showed shorts and sandies because I feel like unless there's something that the viewers don't know and Lisa and Ken have some like steak in this restaurant I was surprised that they even really push that restaurant oh no it's a big part of this season for sure because now you're finally seeing us not just be the employees you're seeing us be the bosses yeah you know our own bosses and bosses to employees in different ways so i think that's kind of a cool change in the direction of the show where you're not just seeing lisa as the boss you're seeing other people as the boss but then, you know, Lisa is still involved in all of our lives in different ways, which is so cool that it still brings it back to Vanderpump Rules. Lisa's still involved, but it's different. Well, I guess stay tuned. We will see what else season 10 brings. What are you working on? You know, it's wild. I have, 
I, I'm completely doing a rebranding for my YouTube channel. I just launched a second channel. The goal is to get that one over 100,000 subscribers this year, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do like 40 videos a week right now. Oh, my God. I know. I'm getting ready to go to um, I fly out to Monaco next month because Below Deck is one of the highest rated shows right now on yeah. Bravo. We have Captain Sandy on the podcast next week. Captain, Sa I love Captain Sandy, and yeah. she is building her beautiful home in Florida and her amazing wife, partner. But they are doing an award show for like different captains and stuff and like a big yacht show in Monaco. So they invited us to come. It's like all like they're paying for it. Like I'm not going to come out of pocket to go to Monaco. I don't mm -hmm. even fucking know where Monaco is. I sound stupid. My, my education's from Tennessee. Last night at dinner, the D'Amelios were talking about Monaco, and I was thinking to myself, I don't know where that is. And I was like, oh, yeah, it looks beautiful. <laughs> you mean like you were watching them on Hulu? No, no. Like I was with them at dinner last night. You're so annoyed. Like, do you not see how awkward like that? Do you like, are you just so jaded? You're like, Miley, that bitch, <laughs> that bitch ghosted us. This bitch ghosted us because she went and got sober, but good for her. And then like, who else? You're like, um, fucking D'Amelio's like. Yeah, so I met what? Heidi here at Dear Media. She did an episode of Shenanigans, and we hit it off, stayed in touch. We've hung out several times, and I was with her all day yesterday at NASCAR. Dixie opened up the show, and then we went to catch steak after, and they were talking about Monaco, and I literally was like, I don't know where that is. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I love how that, okay, that's it. Listen, it's it just Monaco. I was like, who hears about Monaco twice in one weekend? Yeah, see, there we yeah. go. Now we got to figure out where the fuck Monaco is. Yeah. Yeah, but no, we have we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. You know, I never know. We actually, we just hired somebody. I'm excited about that because I hate social media. Mm -hmm. And this person is going to be taking over a lot of that, which kind of creates the space for me to be able to do more content. Yeah. And I'm excited about that, but I was telling her when we were hiring her, she's like, what are you doing this, you know, like this year, what are, what's coming up? And I said, listen, last year, I didn't know that I was doing that little tour. I didn't know anything. And I ended up flying out 13 times last year, which was really cool for YouTube. Mm -hmm. it, it was totally unexpected, but I just didn't know that that was coming. So this year, I, I really, I don't know what to expect. I'm really just excited. I'm hopeful that we have as good of a year as last year and we get all of these fun interviews. I feel like every time I do one, especially in person, I'm pissing off somebody, which gives me like anxiety. Like when I saw Andy at the Gansevoort at mm -hmm. BravoCon and I was like, hi, I did the Jin Shaw interview. And he's like, I know. I know. And I was like, okay, well, it was very nice meeting you. <laughs> so this time I was like, Jin Shaw, I, I'm just going to learn mm -hmm. to keep my fucking Yeah, just shot. never talk to Andy Cohen again. Yeah. You might be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that really sucks because I tried to get tickets into the clubhouse and I really feel like I'm never going to be a bartender there either. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, just wait. Stay tuned because this season you'll see exactly who I pissed off by getting into some shenanigans with someone else. So... Yeah, I, I get it because, like you say, you piss people off when you do interviews. So do I. So cryptic. But listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I feel like two things really quick. Um, I feel like one, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And two, mm -hmm. it, it sounds so cliche, but it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Like, it's just so it's so true. Yeah, I tried that. Didn't yeah. work. Well, anyway. here we are. <laughs> Well, when I'm on the show, if you happen to be in New York, you can at least come to the green room. Do you know... Anytime I get invited to anything, Bravo-wise, aside from this last time at BravoCon, it's because of you. So I wouldn't doubt that. Aw. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for 
flying out, getting into some shenanigans with me. I can't wait for you guys to see new episodes of Vanderpump Rules every Wednesday. Like I said, we are doing a big Shopify pop-up event with all of the Give Them Lala brands, Christina Kelly's brand, Heartspring, and Viva Verano Lashes. So can't wait for that. We're doing a live podcast February 25th. And it's going to be fun getting into some shenanigans. But getting into some shenanigans. Yeah. Are we going to go get into shenanigans after this? We're going to with Lala. Oh, okay. Yeah. Painting the town red. I know. I promised Cynthia, man, it didn't work out. I never found him. Maybe I'll find Lala one. Mm-hmm. In Palm Beach, Florida. I don't know. But thank you for having me, seriously. Thanks for being here. This is, I don't know if you remember who I am, but yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, I, it. I, I'm just fucking with you. But thank you. <laughs> thank you, Shana. I love you. I love you, too. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with Captain Sandy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.